The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Dave Combs is a songwriter with four decades of experience writing over 120 songs and creating 14 albums of soothing and relaxing instrumental piano music. And he's here with us just now. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Toby. Well, where did your love of piano playing and music come from in the first place, do you think? Well, it came from probably my upbringing in the mountains of East Tennessee. You know, uh, you're in Scotland, and mm-hmm. m- my ancestors came from Scotland and Ireland and, well, and England, so I have a lot of <laughs> your uh, Scotch, Scottish blood in me, and so, you know, the Scots love music, and so I do too. I grew up in a part of the country that loves music. My family, my mother and father both played the piano. My grandmother played an old instrument called an auto harp and, mm-hmm. and an old pump organ, so I grew up around music all my life. Yeah. And what made you decide to actually, I guess you can't pick up a piano, but want to do it? <laughs> well, I guess uh, hearing my father and mother play the piano when I was just a tiny little tot, you know, even too too short to even reach the keys, I'm, my father would put me up on his lap and, you know, let me play the, along with some notes or whatever and teach me a few little ditties to, to play. And yeah. So I, you know, it, it's it was in the in the house. The piano was in the house, and the music was there all the time. Yeah. Now, of course, one of your best known compositions is Rachel's song. How did that song actually come about? Well, it came about in 1981. I was sitting at my piano, and uh, as most musicians that kind of improvise or just doodle, I call it doodling on the piano or whatever. I, I sat down and I played this song, mm-hmm. and it wasn't one that I sat down to write. It wasn't one that I had heard on the radio or anything. I just played this song. Now, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of creative people that songs just come to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't explain it. It's there's no really explanation except that I sat down and played this song, this tune. It, I played it from the fir- the chorus, the verse, and the chorus a couple of times, and it never changed. And uh, it wasn't until my wife came home from work a couple of days later and said she had had this song stuck in her head that she was humming all day long. And she told me that I played it all the time and wanted to know what the name of it was. And I told her it didn't have a name and she, <laughs> she I just had made it up. And so she got all excited and 
and uh, I ended up writing it down and putting it in the piano bench. And yeah, I'd play it for our, us and family. But that was just the beginning of the writing of that song. It didn't even have a name. So when you played it the first time, did you record it somehow? Because imagine if you'd forgotten it after playing it that first time. Well, it, as most songwriters will probably tell you, that when they come up with a song that really they they like to play and whatever. It's burned into their brain. It's not something you're going to wake up to the next day and forget what that song was. You remember it. Now, true enough, when, when Linda said, have, a, have you written it down? I said, no. And she said, well, you better write it down because <laughs> if, if something happened to you, then that song would be gone. She wouldn't be able to remember it and all that. So I did write it down just to make sure to, well, to satisfy her and also to have it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. So who is Rachel, by the way? Well, it was a couple of years after I wrote the tune. Some good friends of ours had a little baby girl named Rachel. They asked me and Linda to be her godparents. And so at uh, Rachel's christening service, uh, Linda and I were sitting there with the family. and, And at the end of the formal part of the service, I punched Linda and I said, you know, this song that we've been trying to think of a name for, it seems like now is a really good time to play it. So what do you think about me playing it? So I went up and asked the family if it'd be okay if I went up to the beautiful piano that was at the front of the church and play this tune. And they said yes. So everybody sat back down and I went over to the piano and sat down and started playing. And I got about halfway through the song, Toby, and and I kept hearing this sniffles in the crowd. You know, the people were getting emotional from the the music. And I noticed that even my eyes were leaking a little bit, had some tears. It was very emotionally packed. And at the end of the song, when the last notes of the song were still dying away, I looked up and said, from now on, this song will be called Rachel's Song in Her Honor. And that uh, the name was perfect, and it was just the perfect fit. Yeah, and that being a couple of years after you came up with it, did it have a working title in the meantime, or had you just never really got that far? Never got that far. We, you know, we'd sit down <laughs> to try to come up with something, and no, it never, never did uh, come up with anything that was even close to appropriate for the song. And somebody actually recorded that song for you because it's online, isn't it? Yes. Uh, about uh, I was working for a company in the United States called Western Electric at the time. <laughs> and uh, that eventually became AT&T, which everybody knows about now yeah, as a, yeah. a telecommunications company. And I was uh, traveling around the country. My background is in systems and computers. I was a computer programmer in technology. That was my, my career in the business world. And I was doing some uh, basically what we would call internal consulting. I was helping our manufacturing plants implement new software to run their factories. It was some, a big job. It was a lot of, lot of work. And we had factories all over the country. And fortunately, Toby, one of those factories was in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in, as you know, Nashville, Tennessee is known as Music City, USA. Mm-hmm. A lot of recording studios are, are in Nashville. And so... Linda, my wife, said, well, while you're in Nashville, why don't you get a demo recording made of Rachel's song? You know, up to that point, it had just been me playing it. Yeah. I thought, well, that's a great idea. So I spent some time running around Nashville one evening and looking for a studio, found one and got an interview. Uh, interview. I got a, into the studio and got uh, a tour of the place by an engineer by the name of George Clinton, who turns out to be a wonderful recording engineer in Nashville. 
And so he suggested a young man by the name of Gary Prim as a studio musician, piano player, keyboard player, to record Rachel's song for me, mm. which I contacted Gary and we did end up going to a little studio and getting a demo recording made of Rachel's song. So that's how it got recorded. Why didn't you decide to just record it yourself? Well, uh, it's one of those things where, yes, I can play music and I can play things and it sounds okay, but there is a whole, I, I call it a level of professionalism that uh, my music might be here at this, this level, and then you raise it up a whole yeah, double yeah. level to what the professionals do with it. You can take a song, let's say you write a song, Toby, mm. and yeah, you could probably play it on the guitar. I don't know whether you play an instrument or not, but you know, you can play it. But if you hand that same melody and song over to a professional musician there in Scotland mm. and say, okay, guys and gals, take my song and orchestrate it, arrange it and perform it and give me back a demo, you probably would be blown away with what you got back because yeah, yeah you could play it, but boy, not like the professionals do in the studio. And so that's that's the reason. Yeah. And of the other compositions you've done, do you have any particular favorites? Well, you know, I've written over 120. That's kind of probably like asking you which one of your children are your favorites. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do have, uh, you know, my second album. I, I, my first album has the first seven songs I ever wrote, and I like all of those. Hmm. And my second album of original music is called Beautiful Thoughts. And uh, I, I find myself going back to that one a lot to, to play those songs that were on that second album. And I'm not sure exactly why, but the, those songs did turn out really, really well. And, uh, but I, I have seven albums of original music. I've written over 120 songs. And then I have four albums of favorite hymns that Gary and I have recorded. And then I have a patriotic album and an album of familiar favorites like... Uh, of Moon River and Misty and more, all those uh, old favorites. And then I have a, 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 a Christmas album as well. Ooh. So those are my 15 albums that I have. Yeah. So how does that work then? I take it if Gary's playing the piano and you're sort of writing things, how does it work in terms of a familiar song that already exists? Do you sort of do the arrangement? Yes. What I would, for example, the album that I'm talking about is called Familiar Favorites, yeah. <laughs> appropriately <laughs> enough. And so I picked out really my favorite songs of uh, like, Mist, like Misty and Moore and Moon River, all those songs are on there. I would find this, I, I had the sheet music for those because I love to play those myself. So I sent those songs to Gary and said, okay, Gary, here's my 15 or 16 songs that we want to record on the album. And what I wanted him to do was to come up with his arrangement of that song. And so Gary has a very distinctive style. When you listen to him playing my music, or even the familiar music, I have a lot of people that can instantly say, oh, that's Gary Prim, you know, because he just, he just has a style of playing that is recognizable. And so that was the way it worked. I always kept it real simple. I would send him just the concept or the song title, or in my case of my music, I would just send him the, the melody and the chords, basically of just a very simple, because the you know what? When you're dealing with creative people like Gary Prim and other artists in the studio, the less direction you give them, the more freedom you are giving them to create out of their own uh, style and so forth. So I've, I've found the least amount of information. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Information that I gave direction to Gary, the better the product ended up with. Because it was coming out of his creativity and and he and I just have a really, uh, really symbiotic relationship. Anyway, we're we think alike, and I love his style. He likes my music, and so it it always worked. Yeah. So, who are your influences in piano writing and playing? Do you have any contemporaries? Well, you know, I I love all kinds of of, of piano music. Uh, mm. uh, there's a, 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 a there's a Scottish Scotch Irish. Uh, what is his name? Phil. Uh, what's Phil's last name? Anyway, there's a piano player in Scotland and Ireland that plays my uh, my style of music. Mm. Uh, he's about my a contemporary of mine. I'm sorry, I don't remember his last name at the moment. But you know, my influences were people like Roger Williams. I loved his piano playing. I love the music of Henry Mancini. Mm. Uh, and you know, I, I like country music. I love Floyd Kramer's piano music, uh, and so I've I've been influenced, I, I guess, by a lot of really pretty instrumental music. And uh, yeah. it, it's 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 um, I like jazz. I like country. I like everything. But it's it's always coming back to a melodic, almost a lyrical kind of soothing, relaxing music. Yeah. And the thing about piano music as well is that it can be any genre, because some people might just assume it's just relaxing, but it can be dance, it can be feel good, it can be anything. Mm -hmm. That's right. Phil Coulter is the name Ah. I think I was trying to remember. I don't know whether that name rings a bell with you or not, but I believe his name was Phil Coulter. Yeah. So you've also written a book called Touched by the Music. What are you able to tell us about the book? Well, the book was a culmination of of 
tons of communications, letters and notes and that I've gotten back from people over the years. I have heard, Toby, from over 50,000 people about my music. I mean, when you stack up the letters, my basement has probably about 25 boxes of big boxes of letters and notes. <laughs> and I organized them by year, and, and I went back through and read a lot of those. And they're all so inspiring because these were people that sat down and took the time to tell me their stories of how my music really touched them. You know, it was some that were really tear-jerking where they, they played my music at the death of a relative or mm-hmm. uh, some of them were really sweet at the birth of their children and those kind of sweet letters. And so with 50,000 of those over the years, plus the stories like we just talked about of getting my music recorded and deciding this and that about what to do with it. Yeah. That last year during the pandemic, <laughs> like you and I, all of us were sitting at home going, okay, when are we going to get turned loose to where we can get out of here and go do things normally? <laughs> so while we were home, Linda, my wife, said, well, why don't you write that book we've been talking about for years? Take some of these stories that you've t- you tell a lot or put them down on paper and then put some of the stories from these notes and letters. And, and that's what I did. I, I, I spent probably about eight, nine or ten months writing, putting them down. Ed, you know, I had to hire some editors and had a lot of help to get the book together. But the book is full of those inspirational stories. And Chapter 21 is a compilation of a, a large number of these really special notes and letters that I've gotten from people, too. So wow. it's a good read, I think. It's about 250 pages long. And <laughs> if you, it's also available on audiobook. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want to hear my East Tennessee country accent for eight hours, you, know, you buy the audiobook and I'll read it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, I'm guessing, would have chucked the letters out. So, are you glad you kept them? I absolutely am, because when I need a when I need a boost or a lift, uh, all I have to do is go get my scrap one of my scrapbooks out and just start flipping through them and look at this and stop and read. And I remember a lot of these are so personal. You re- you remember them once you start reading them because yeah. they really had an impact on me when I first read them because they were really so special. You know, they're really inspirational. Yeah. And you mentioned COVID just there. What have you been doing during COVID to keep yourself sane? And you've done a lot to help people as well, haven't you? Well, I tried to. Uh, Last year, when uh, the COVID pandemic first started, I think it was, what, March? This time, two years ago. Yeah. About this time. It's hard to believe it's been two years. But two years ago... You probably remember this, too. When the news stories started coming out about everybody's lockdown, state of emergency has been called. You can't go out, you know. And nursing homes and assisted living facilities, I'm sure where you are as well, locked down. They had their residents that they said, you can't even go outside your room and visit with your neighbor across the hall. They would bring their supper to them, put it under the door and feed them in their room. They couldn't go out. It was almost as if they were in prison. Well, Toby, my mother, uh, she passed away in 2017, about five years ago, and I remember going to her room at her assisted living facility. for a, She lived there about two and a half years, and I know how much socialization and getting out of that room and going to hear a music program or a, any kind of special program, that was important to their mental health as well. Mm-hmm. And so I knew when this lockdown took place, what a tremendous burden that was on these elderly folks in these homes. So what I did was I knew that my music 
was always really receptive to these people. They loved to listen to my piano music, and it was so soothing and calming and peaceful. Because I'd given, I'd go out to the nursing home and I'd do a program. I'd sit and play the piano for these folks, and they just loved it. Yeah. And they always told me how much they enjoyed it. So I said, I've got to get some of my music to these people. And what I did was, I'm also a photographer. I love taking pretty pictures, and <coughs> excuse me. And uh, so I have a lot of really nice landscape pictures, pretty flower pictures, just pleasant pictures to look at. So what I did was I took my photography and I took my music and put the two together in a music, created a music video with you know my song playing underneath and then the, the, the slides of the beautiful photos would you know go by. And, and I created that with, each, with about four of my albums and I put it on YouTube. And what I did, Toby, was to make it long enough to where they didn't have to jump up and down to replay, push start again on it. I, I looped it about mm -hmm. six or seven times. So that on, if you go to my YouTube channel, which is Combs Music, you'll find about four videos that will play between six and seven hours. Wow. So wow. basically the, the people, at, the staff at the nursing homes could put my music up on a big screen someplace, push play on YouTube, It'd play all day long. They'd come back six hours later, and it's still playing. Yeah. I got great feedback from that. Yeah. The people really found it to be real relaxing and stress-reducing, and so that was one of my ways of giving back. Yeah, absolutely. And have you got anything coming up, maybe even more albums and things that you're working on? Not at the moment. I'm uh, mm. basically with 15 albums and having recorded over 170 songs, I have plenty of catalog here to sell. Yeah. And what I'm really focusing now on, Toby, is to spread the word. You know, I have had my music played, yes, by thousands and thousands of people. It's been downloaded and streamed millions of times. But there's still millions of people out there that never heard of my music. They never listened to Rachel's song. And so my mission is to spread the word to newer folks that have never heard it before. And uh, so that's kind of my mission at the moment. Uh, besides, you know, after you've created a certain number of songs, uh, as we say, you become your own competition. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, when I first had, when I only had one album, I could do a, a come out with another album and of my mailing list of, I don't know, let's say 10,000 people that had bought my first album almost all of them would buy my second album. You know, yeah. they were hungry for another one. Well, I did that for yeah, every year for about, you know, 10 or 12 years. And after a while, I guess you reach a point where people have got 12 albums and they I come out with a new one and they say, well, you know, I really don't need a 13th <laughs> album from this comb. I, I don't even have time to listen to the 12. So, uh, but anyway, so no, I have not written any. I certainly could, I think, and, and Gary Prem could certainly do a, a wonderful job recording it. But I'm focusing on spreading the uh, what I already have out there to people that have never heard it before. Yeah, definitely. Well, where can we keep up to date with you everywhere and find the book, Touched by the Music, if we're interested? Well, now, you're in Scotland, so and your listeners are probably all over the UK and maybe all over the world. But my website is, is combsmusic, C-O-M-B-S music.com. And when you go to that home page, you'll see the picture of my book on the left. You'll see a picture of my CD of Rachel's song on the right. And in the middle, there's even a little link where you can click on that and play the entire Rachel song right on the right on my home page and listen to it right from there. Wow. And when you uh, w 
I suppose you all can order from Amazon, yeah. and my books are on Amazon, and uh, I understand that it's also Amazon dot the dot UK version as well. Yeah. But it's it's available at bookstores anywhere the book is. Uh, people can order it at any bookstore in, in just about any country I've checked that's available to be ordered. But go to my website, first of all, combsmusic.com, and there you can start exploring, and it'll lead you to different links, and that, that's the simplest thing to do. Great. Well, many thanks for coming on the show today. It's been great having you on. Well, Toby, it's been great to be your guest. Uh, it's been an honor, and I wish you the best, and thanks again for having me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.